It finally happened. Urban Meyer is unemployed. Deion Sanders made some splashes this week. Steph Curry now is the all-time leading three-point shooter. We got NFL picks and more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. And we had an over-under uh, on something not too long ago. And I, I you got to correct me if I'm wrong, Biggie. Was the over-under we had Halloween or was it Thanksgiving? I can't I remember. I thought it was Thanksgiving. Right. Or it could have yeah. been Halloween. And we we should have took the over. Yep. And we, we were all thinking it was the under. But it's it's uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas that Urban Meyer did not quit the NFL. He got fired. Why was I thinking we did like two years of the five-year deal? Nah, nah. Maybe we, we originally maybe did like that, in the summertime. but when uh, stuff hit where he was in the club with the girl that's, that's when, when we, we changed the, yeah you're right if you go I'm back initially you go back yeah. to yeah initially without any bad reporting like, we were already two saying years or less. two years tops and then like once the season started yeah. we're like he's not going to survive the season and then when urban cowboy became the meme no. that's when we had the over under conversation and we pushed it up but we thought you know he was going to you know, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. You know, he's going to have another health episode. And that, that's Sanford and Son for you millennials out there that don't understand that. But either way, uh, so, I can't believe he got fired before he quit, but he deserved it. I said, was he getting fired anyway, but maybe Shad Khan was going to wait until the end of the year? Or why wait, though? Was it the Lambo thing that's like, all right, we got to get rid of this? I, I, why wait? Because you're, you're, you have a, I, I still believe that Trevor Lawrence is probably a generational talent. Yeah, you need to get <laughs> you need to get somebody else in there before he's ready. Like he's regressed yes. as the season's gone on. Like you saw little flashes early, and then it's just gotten worse because he's working in that dumpster fire filled with kerosene. I mean, I feel like he's got the talent if he had it around him, but his skill set is enough to where he could be a quarterback that could, you know, ch- pr- propel his team into the playoffs year after year. Yeah, I feel like he's a guy that you could stick with for the next decade. Hell, who's got James Robinson on their fantasy team this weekend? Because that MF is going to run for 200 yards probably. Yeah. After they just decided not to play him. I, like, we talked about that last week. Trevor Lawrence was the one that straightened all that out. Like, he was the one that kind of put that to – you should know there's a problem when your rookie quarterback is the one out there having to navigate all this stuff. And, you you, you know, you brought up – the Josh Lambeau thing. Is that why he got fired? I, and there's the thing. There's not one specific thing that got him fired. Just the final nail on the coffin. It, it's a comedy of errors. You know, I mean, it's just all. And then, like, the the whole thing. Was it Marvin Jones? Yep. With with Marvin Jones, who's one of the most well-respected veterans, not only on their team, but in the league, left the facility and had to be talked into coming back to uh the facility after practice or during practice one day because he got into it with Meyer. Because why, why do you want to play – for a guy when you know nothing's being built, and if you're a player and you're in that environment, you already see the writing on the wall. You know how it's going to end. And this guy's possibly letting you stay on the field for whatever stupid reasons and stupid game plan. I'd be worried about my career. Yeah. I, I don't know a- if I can name, and you put it up. I think you put it up. Or no, one of y'all put it up about him and uh, Gruden. No, the Jets guy. Oh, uh, oh I got yeah. it. From, I put it up, but I got it from Biggie. It was uh, uh, Adam Gase. When yeah. this guy's a better coach than you. <laughs> I mean, but like, put it in perspective, you're 100% right because 
Name uh, a team in recent memory that's had a worse culture from the outside looking in. It don't look like anything was done right. Everyone seemed like they are miserable. Like, there was nothing going right in this whole situation. Well, then just a few days before this, there was the him calling his coaches out who he just hired. Oh, yeah. Prove your resume. You I'm a won? winner. You guys are losers. How the Mr. Hell Brown, you what have you ever won? But not man, a damn man. thing. I've won a national championship. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that's that's how it was. Like, mm. can you imagine? And you know what? I was talking to Mr. Brown about this before we went live was the the amount of conversation on our page and our baseball, uh, baseball, <laughs> football. Like, is that like basketball? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the amount of people who just completely were like, What's wrong with this? The kicker shouldn't be upset. This is football. Don't be a bitch. And the fan, big top fan, Tyrone Curl, I responded back to him. I was like, yeah, these are the same people that I'm going to shoot my boss if he tells me I got to stay over tomorrow. Yeah, but you you kick another guy because because he's a kicker, I guess. I know. I think you might have said Ray Guy proved that kickers don't don't have souls anyway, or something. I don't know. Something to that effect. So I mean, like. On the on the back part, he kicks him when he's down stretching. He says whatever he said. Hey, dipshit! You better not dipshit. Don't miss any more kicks. Yeah, and then he said something about don't f and kick me again. Lambo said it back to him, and then Urban Meyer says I'll do whatever the f I want. I'm the f and coach. Yep. So it's like <laughs> called himself the head ball coach. Steve Spurrier used to always say I'm the head uh, ball and, coach. And Steve Spurrier was a better NFL coach than Urban Meyer. That's saying something. I felt like seventy five percent of the the responses on our page was taken up for Urban, which was kind of it did shock me a little bit. That is nuts. And uh, like I got that it's football and it's in your face and that like it's all good until like you're not, it happens to you. We're not talking about it's not fun anymore. We're not talking about heart or hustle. It's just somebody's ability. He's struggling. Like I, that's not motivational at all. You're not you're not correcting the problem. All you're doing is making him hate you and other people hate you because. Kickers are such a head case anyway. Let's just go ahead and make it even better, right? And then Gus Farratt, uh came out on our group, and he was talking about it too. And he was just like, look, these are grown men. If you think any grown man is going to talk to another grown man that way and not expect a receipt, then you're sadly mistaken. And yeah. I think that's the point is – These guys are all millionaires. It's a much different beast when you get to the I don't NFL. care if you're a millionaire or not. If you're just an adult, don't talk well, to somebody like a dog. But what I'm saying is at the college level, guys will take that because they, they need him to get – they need to be highlighted so they can go become millionaires. Once you get to the NFL, these guys don't look at you like you're anything special. That's going to change as time goes on with this whole transfer nonsense. Well, now. did, yeah. uh, did yeah. uh, anybody respond when Gus Farrakh got involved in your group? Did they – Go back and forth with there, it? No, nobody. I didn't. Well, they might have after the fact, but the last time I looked, a couple of people had given them like thumbs up, like, yeah, we agree. So it's like the people that were on the side that were kind of on, they were like, we agree with you. But the people who wanted to go be keyboard warriors, they were going all out about it's football, it's a man's game. You need to get Word. Gus on the page to say that, see what happens. <laughs> I know. So. We all love like the behind the scenes stuff, whether it's football, wrestling, anything else. The 30 for 30s are great. And I saw this today, and this is something we've talked about before. With all this coming out and how out of control it was, what we need is a 30 for 30. 2008 Gators. You had Urban <laughs> Meyer was your head coach. That's more like a Tim Tebow. CSI. Cam Newton. Aaron Hernandez. Percy Harvin, who was a nut job. Riley Cooper. Joe Hayden. Janoris Jenkins. And both the Pouncy Boys. That would be an interesting start for maybe how he ended up where he is here. The greatest thing he did as a Jags head coach was feed balls to Chris Jericho in that match. 
<laughs> giving the assist to Charlie Strong. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as far as the ramifications for the rest of the year, the Jaguars are not relevant anyway. So they get the benefit of having another fantastic draft pick. So hopefully they'll have someone who won't foul it up like Urban was probably going to do. Uh, but we put it on the poll how long before Urban Meyer coaches again. And I put in parentheses at any level. So what do you think, Juan? Uh, you know, next year, uh, two years, uh, three to five years or never again? I'd say never one. Between never and one year, or next year. I'd say never probably is the first, and then two years for the second. Never again won by a landslide, and then next year was next. So, I mean, they're, they're, he's rather going to get a job next year. They think he's just going to walk away forever. See, my opinion is he sits out next year, and then he comes back to follow. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, you got to let time for this to subside. A lot of the big coaching hires have already happened. Yep. So, you just wait for the Why couldn't this happen sooner? Meyer to USC. That was my thing. That. He fit perfect. They're all fake out there anyway. <laughs> there you go. I mean, but with his resume in college, there's, you can't tell me there's not going to be a college school that's not going to be like, hey. Yeah. Wait, back to Biggie's point. Somebody you, you've seen Urban in Columbus nightlife. Put him on the Sunset Strip, baby. Yeah. Put him out there with uh, all the porn market. <laughs> See, <laughs> I think that happens with Urban is that he's too good of a coach for someone not to at least try and throw eight or ten million at him at the college level at a high-level high uh, spot. And it's like Rick Patino. Rick Patino was a great coach. Had like two scandals at Louisville. He went coached in Greece. Iona hired him back. What did he do? Take him to the tournament. Like at the college level, Urban is a great recruiter and can coach the hell out of it. He's worth the distraction once you let it settle for a little while. Mm. Or some AD I, will think. Hey, he's somebody worth pointed it. out on the page that, uh, or might have been the group that Rick Patino got a second chance. So yeah. you know, anything's possible. He'll, I, get, he'll get his chance. There's no doubt he'll get mind. a chance he'll before he'll get a chance before Art Browse does. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've already seen that. <laughs> he'll be coaching before Gruden does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. More topical. Thank you. All right, last little bit on football. We know we got our uh, NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week coming up. Which, uh, just to highlight again, you're third in the nation. I think. What was it, man? Biggie's fifth. Biggie's fifth, and I'm like, how is that 17? impossible? Now, my question for next year, and this is where you come in, Mister. Uh, salesman you got to sell it to get us on that page uh i i thought how do we become accredited i think i can i can i think i can do that because i've been experimenting around with it a little bit so we you know we we, we want to- we we put ourselves out there every week all season long and i don't even care if i suck next year damn it i want on the page with those guys. <laughs> i mean you know what here's the thing we have a historical you know, Facebook posting system that shows edits. If edits were made, you can go back and see the entire year. So we stand by it. It's it's there for everyone to see. Uh, and then the podcast, the blah, 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 the podcast when it drops, you know, it's always on a, on a Thursday or Friday. So we have that, that evidence as well. But uh, we had national signing day and uh, I don't want to get into the details about all that stuff because nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares if we want to talk about WVU, nobody cares about USC or the Texas A&M, I think had the number one class, but the number one recruit signed where Biggie Jackson state with Dion. Mr. Brown was all over that one. Did you all see how he did it? Did, did you not. watch the video? Did you I, see it? I have not. So it was cool. Number one overall prospect. I believe he's running back, right? Corner. Yeah. Was, I thought he was no, but I thought he's he a well, he's he can, Running back he can play corner. he's gonna play both. Okay. Anyway, so then like he does his conference, right? And it was widely regarded he was gonna go to FSU. Well, so he puts on a Georgia hat. He's like, Yeah, it's a nice fit, but it ain't for me. Slings it across the room. 
And then he puts on a FSU hat, and they're like cheering, and he's like, yeah, this is a little bit better fit, but wee, not for me. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, oh, going nuts. And he puts on the Jackson State hat. Everybody's going nuts. The room's rocking. And they're like, and then he takes his uh, jacket off, and he has the Jackson State shirt on. It was like a wrestling event. It was that cool. All right, so I, I just want to say one thing, and then you guys can comment however you want. He's a dumbass, and his parents are dumbasses for letting this happen. I think you're dead wrong. Five years ago, you'd been right. You know why you're wrong? There's two reasons that Dion can flip him. It has nothing to do with Dion being a Hall of Fame cornerback. He can go to Jackson State, where he already is rumored to have a close to million-dollar NIL deal in place. And with the transfer portal, if he goes to Jackson State for one year and he's like, yeah, F this, next year he can go play at Alabama or Clemson or anywhere else and he doesn't lose a damn thing. You really Years ago you were right. No, I'm still right because here's the thing. when Dion's there, you get the pub. Look, look, Tiger Woods was a great golfer, right, in NIL or whatever. You know, dude needed Nike, not FUBU, you know, and and that's, that's what made him a household name. If you go play at a Notre Dame or an Alabama or a USC or a Florida or a Florida State, Man, your your stock goes up. When you go to Jackson State, like that's not helping you. It, it's good buzz right now, but you're not on anybody's monitors. You're not on anybody's TVs. The only people that really care about you are scouts, but you're not going to have that hype machine behind you to try to get drafted. I mean, it's you're right. If he transfers, and then then all you did was prove me right that he's a dumbass because he made a pit stop along the way he shouldn't have. No, I mean, but like look at it this way. What you're saying – I kind of agree with right now at this very moment. However, what if he's a trailblazer? What if he's a trendsetter? What if he's a pioneer for the new way college football could be with this incentive-laden program? So what's what's to say that Jackson State couldn't eventually be a Power 5 school? So maybe he's setting the tone for many more to follow. And if that's the new landscape of college football, then they'll always remember this kid's name. You're right. The history of all sports. You're right if that happens. But here's the thing. I think it's about a .00081% chance that happens. Uh, and, and, Watch and, and see. And the, the, yeah, right. And if it does, I'm not going to – I'll sit here and tell you I was wrong, and that's fantastic because I would love for anything to disrupt the landscape of college football because it effing sucks right now. But as far as the million dollar NIL deal, you know, before we even figured out the waters of NIL, a quarterback that's never even played a game for Alabama was raking in that type of deal too. So, I mean, you're, you're, you can't sit here and think that Jackson State's going to offer you better leverage for an NIL deal than someone but else. But quarterback at Alabama is like shortstop for the Yankees type thing right now. Well, Any kid that steps in for quarterback at Alabama is going to get a million it's, bucks. It's also almost like a left fielder for the Yankees, too, where you may not even know who it is, but you know they're just on a good team, so they always contribute, and they're still getting money. But if you went to a Power 5 school, though, that – if I'm telling you, if you went to USC, he'd make five times the NIL money if, if, if it's pushed the right way. What I heard on the radio when they were talking about it yesterday afternoon was that – Running back and corner is what he plays, but Dion sold him on playing corner, being an NFL corner, and coming and learning from me. And that's how well, one of the that ways does that help. he was able to get him <laughs> to flip. I think they were missing the point on where he plays in the field as to why Dion would be able to flip him. Because if yeah. he's a 
a left tackle or a middle linebacker, I don't think this happens. Right. The fact you, he you plays need to be corner, a skill player. Yeah. Write down this show number somewhere and play this clip in two years. We we need to. We need yeah. to we make a note. Uh we'll get Seriously. the we'll get the staff on that because this is this is a five minute conversation worth hearing again in the future. No, it and, is. It and, is. I, and I'll sit here and tell a you lot can change in two years. I'll sit here and tell you I'm okay if I'm wrong. I'm just telling you like you know a lot of times we're like, well if this happens, that happens. I'm telling you I don't think it's going to go well, well for him. He might I'm recover. curious to hear what we had to say in two years from now because of what we're saying right now. It'll yeah. be interesting. Well, and then just to go back and look at how the landscape might have right. changed, right? Well, as far as the trailblazing part of it, what I think or I would like for us to see happen here in two years, Cincinnati made it into the playoff this year, right? We've talked about a group of five team becoming like the Gonzaga of college football. Cincinnati or one of those teams starts flipping the top recruits in the country. They can do Wait, that. that. That's nor this can. Okay? But, we, but we all, we all said that uh, the, the Bearcats are going to get destroyed by Alabama. So this will be the last time a group of five. I'm just saying it. Anything is possible. Uh, Maybe this is the great beginning. I hope so, man. Like I said, anything that disrupts the narrative in college football, you know, I'm all about. So yeah. I, I'm hoping you guys are right. I, I just told you how I felt. So I appreciate the commentary there, but uh, we're gonna have a little fun now. We're gonna take a break, and uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna we're gonna do a little game show. We're gonna we're gonna play a little game and see how smart you guys are when it comes to NFL ownership. Do you think you can do that? I'll give you what uh, I got, boss. I ain't got anything. But <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to play Do You Know That NFL Owner? And basically what we're going to do here is, gentlemen, I'm going to shout out these guys or ladies or, or whatever their names. And your job is just to do two things. One, tell me what team they own. And then number two, if you can tell me why they're a billionaire, that would be even great. So that's the challenge to see if you know uh, these NFL owners or not. So I, I feel like this one might be fairly easy. Let's just start off with Bill Bidwell. Bill Bidwell owns the Arizona Cardinals. Do you concur? Sure. You are both correct. See how easy this is. We're doing good already. How about how did he get his money? Oil. No, he didn't get it from oil, but he did get it from nefarious means. Actually, not really. He just inherited it from his father, uh, Charles Bidwell, who was a wealthy Chicago lawyer. But according to some books, that he had connections with Al Capone. So. Yeah, he was a mob. Oh, yeah. 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 So, like see, that. we're off to a Maybe good... he can tell us where Hoff is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's under the, what's the name of the stadium? We did that the other day. I can't, Meadowlands. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, Hoff is in the Meadowlands. That's right. All right, how about Arthur Blank? Arthur Falcons. Blank. Falcons. See, Mr. He Brown owns Home Depot. The Falcons. Uh, no. Yeah, he was a co-owner of Home Depot when they first started. So, that one's pretty easy. Uh, Steven Biscotti. Steven Biscotti owns the Baltimore Ravens. Wow, Biggie knows his owners. How about how did he make his money? I have no idea. I was thinking of that actor that just turned 64 this week or 65 from the Adam Sandler movies. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Oh, oh, crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in a wood chipper. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped in my head. Sorry. Uh, I'm glad I called that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, so uh, Biscotti founded Aerotech, which is like a staffing company that okay. does like tech jobs and things like that. So um, how about uh, Terry Pagula? Pagula? Buffalo Bills owner also owns the Buffalo Sabres. Correct. How'd he get his money? I Ooh. would assume through building 
uh, tables, like school tables. Right. You just keep making tables, and then they break them, so the supply and demand. The stock's got to be great. I'm going with that. That sounds like a good answer. Uh, it's, you're, you're close, but it's actually natural gas drilling in fact. Uh, huh. Damn, that was close. David Tepper. David Tepper owns the – I know this one. Hold on. Hold on. He oh bought him in 2018. Yep. Uh, I can see it in front of me. Carolina Panthers. Ding, ding, ding. He bought Ooh. him from, uh, you know, Jerry Richardson yeah. after he had all those sexual harassment allegations. Uh, and uh, you may not have known this, but he had to sell his 5% stake in the Pittsburgh Steelers to yes. go to Carolina. Yep. So, uh, which 5% of the Steelers netted him $122 million, by the way, when he sold it. 5%. 5%. Holy. Um, so uh, the uh, the way Tepper got his money, you want to guess? This is a great one. Uh, I'm going to say it was aerodynamics. You got to guess, Mr. Brown? I'm going to say door-to-door selling Tupperware. Uh, no, I was – that was close. Uh, but he was actually a high-risk hedge fund manager who bet against collapsing companies like Enron and WorldCom, which made him a billionaire by 2003. So was he an inside man? Yeah, he was one of those guys. He reportedly once kept a set of brass testicles on his office desk. Nice. That was probably like uh, from – With a uh, wheelbarrow. <laughs> Glenn <Yeah. laughs> I think it was like the Glengarry, Glenn Ross thing. Okay. You know, you got to have balls. How about – this should be an easy one. Virginia Hallis McCaskey. The Chicago Bears. Is that, is that not the most Chicago Bears-sounding name ever, though? Yep. McCaskey. I mean, we know Hallis is, obviously. So can you guess how she got her money? Well, she's 98, so I'm guessing it came from her daddy. Yeah, her daddy was George Hallis. And yep. uh, George Hallis uh, made all his money from football. So, oh, really? Yeah. He uh, Basically, you think about how the rise in revenue of the NFL, if you founded the Bears, think about how much they're worth today. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, Mike Brown. I don't know this one. Hmm. I don't know. Do you know who it is? I, I do know it. And uh, he is the only uh, only owner besides Jerry Jones who is the general manager as well. And uh, the, the Bengals are only valued at $900 million while all but one other team are valued over a billion. Part of that's probably because they don't even have an indoor practice facility. Uh, but can you guess how Mike Brown got his money? Uh, I'm going to say textiles. Yeah, he just got it from his daddy who founded the Bengals, Paul yeah. Brown. So, fought which the Bengals have one of the only stadiums that's still just called a name, Paul Brown Stadium. Yep, without the endorsement. As cheap, I like that. As cheap as they are. Which is why they're only they, worth $900 Maybe if million. they would put that in there, they'd be over there. We could have Kroger Field or something. Yeah. Something, yeah. Centos or whatever. Skyline. Skyline Chili Stadium. Exactly. Like yeah. All right, how about uh, Jimmy Haslam? Jimmy Haslam owns the Cleveland Browns. There you go. How do he make his money? Truck stops. Yeah. Do you know anything specific about the truck stops in Jimmy Haslam? Uh, there was big time embezzlement issues a little <laughs> while back. <laughs> they apparently were scheming companies off like fuel rebates or something like yeah. that and robbing them blind. I thought they was going to say like skimp soap in the shower or something. <laughs> rope. You need the rope. <laughs> yeah. Soap on a um, rope. All right. Jerry Jones, how do he make his money? Oil. There you go. That's easy one. We can keep moving on. Uh, oh, real quick, though, I will throw. Do you want to guess what the Cowboys are uh, estimated to be worth? Uh, $4.7 billion. 4.2. Good job. Highest Higgs. NFL, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. You know who's second? No. Uh, really? I'm... They're the second highest rated NFL franchise. Even higher than Washington? Yep. Washington was number two, which is amazing. Well, they, I mean, when you Patriots have no identity, it's probably when they swap places. <laughs> yeah. they, they lost their uh, trademark money. So, uh, How about Pat Bowling? 
Denver Broncos, although it isn't Pat Bowen anymore, it's Pat Bowen's kid. Ah, that's true. Do you know how they made their money? Uh, mile high. Uh, pot dispensaries. No, it's old money. You can't, oh, you can't I was going to say uh, <laughs> Tame and Stallions. Uh, no, nah, oil drilling. <laughs> he's, he's an oil man. Uh, but I like the Taming uh, Stallions one. So, yeah. All right, how about uh, Martha Ford? Detroit Lions. Lions. Yeah, that's an easy one, right? Uh, how, how do you think they got their money? <laughs> Automobiles. There you go. Abandoned warehouses. All right, so, <laughs> so this might be a, a tough one. Uh, the Green Bay Packers Incorporated. Well, uh, the people. Don't. Yeah. Uh, so did you know that that's actually against NFL bylaws for them to have a collective own a team? Did you know they're selling shares of the team again soon? That's how they ra- that's how they, they raise money. Year. That's how they raise money. They do that every like five or six years. They just did it already. My cousin has one. You get a little certificate yeah. that says yeah. you own a part of the Green Bay Packers. They are the only, I believe, sports franchise that's owned that way. Well, yes. in the NFL, well, they won't let anyone else do it. They only are allowed to do it because they've been grandfathered in. But anybody else in sports do it? I don't, I think, I don't so. think so. They are the only professional sports team that will never relocate because yeah. they're owned by so Green Bay. Yeah. Yep. All right, Janice McNair. Titans. Close, <laughs> close, close. Close, Eric McNair. Uh, Janice McNair? Yep. Let me think. Owned it since 2018. Ooh, close. So. so what team probably has the closest ties to uh, McNair outside? Oh, of- Texans. There you go. Bob McNair, he passed away. So That's Janice what's throwing me off. I keep thinking it. about the inmates running the asylum. I was like, there's no way that guy had family. So check this out. They they spent $700 million to get the rights to have the Texans in 99. It's worth $1.85 billion now. The fifth most valuable NFL franchise. The Texans. The Texans. How? Because that many people in Texas, Texas hate the Cowboys. Oh, wow. <laughs> so how did they get their money? Oil. Close. I was going to say uh, booty waxings. Enron is on the, the list again. Uh, they sold their power plants to Enron in 1999. That's great timing. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, how about Jim Irsay? He is the Indianapolis Colts owner, and Actually, he got his one. money from his daddy, who owned the Baltimore Colts. Right. And he moved them in the middle of the night, just like Urban got fired. Do you know uh, his daddy owned another NFL team? After Biggie uh, Bell, excuse me. <laughs> no, I did not. Who was it? Uh, the Rams no. in 72. And they, it was the only time ever this has happened where people just like, ah, I want the Colts. Well, I want the Rams. We'll switch. Do you know who the current Rams owner is? We're going to get there. Don't 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 jump the gun here. Sorry, We're I'm on excited. the list. All right, how about Shad Khan? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Everyone should know that right now. Uh, so uh, you know how he made his money. Shaka Khan. Andy wrestling. Yeah, entertainment. (laughs) All elite wrestling. (laughs) Uh, He made bumpers. They made bumpers. He worked for a company that made bumpers, and then he decided he could make them better, so he did, and they're the exclusive bumper supplier for Toyota. Nice. Damn. So, interesting there. Uh, Clark Hunt. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, That's an easy one, right? Uh, How do you think they got their money? Well, he got the team from his daddy. Do you know where his daddy got his money? Uh, World class barbecue. Uh, he he's from Texas, so oil. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, Dean Spanos. Wow, owned it since 2018. A lot of recent owners. Well, see, that don't really make sense to me because Spanos owns the Chargers. 
Oh, did his dad die, or did they have a? Because Spanos has owned the Charger for many years. Uh, Spanos this this, his father, Alex Spanos. That's what yeah. it was. All right. When you said 2018, I was like, "That's the Chargers," but it doesn't make sense. But uh, they got rich by having a catering company. Oh. Eight hundred dollars is what they took out their first loan. Catalina Damn. wine mixer. That's a fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Get my nuts. <laughs> All right, Stephen M. Ross. Dolphins. Um, yep, 2009. See, Biggie's good at this. Dolphins yeah. are worth $1.3 billion, by the way. How do you yeah. get rich? No clue. Mr. Brown? Uh, he sold helicopters. Uh, at the Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a tax attorney. Then he got into real estate and uh, just uh, kind of went from there. So, I don't know. That's that's That one's a little vague. That's sketchy. Ziggy Wilf. Minnesota Vikings. I was going to say, Biggie doesn't get that one. I'll be upset. How'd they get their money, Biggs? Oh, I believe he was a real estate guy. Uh, he is, and uh, his parents are Holocaust survivors. Wow. So there you go. Uh, we know Bob Kraft. Uh, how did he make his money? Mac massage and parlors. cheese. Massage parlors. <laughs> or packaging. We like massage parlors. Uh, uh, Gail Benson. That's the Saints. Good job. I got to jump in when I can. See, how, how, how'd she get her money besides... Uh, Flashing her titties and Mardi Gras. That's how Tom Benson married her. <laughs> Uh, so do you know how Tom Benson made his money before uh, he gave it all to her? Saggy nuts of Mardi Gras. <laughs> Nobody pays for that. <laughs> Nobody gives the beats for that. Uh, I don't know. Does he make a mean uh, shrimp creole? Uh, it was uh, car dealerships. Okay. So that's where he's at. Uh, John Meyer and Steve Tisch. John Meyer and Steve Tisch. Mara. They the Maras. They own the uh, New York Giants. They do. I was going to say the Giants. Uh, they bought the Giants. The Mara family bought the Giants in 1925 for $500. So What? Yeah. See, when you said Tish, it kind of threw me off because I thought Maras or the Maras have always been the predominant owners, maybe. Uh, Tish is a former Postmaster General huh. and he owned Lowe's Corporation, not the L-O-W-E-S, but L-O-E-W-S, which is like a grocery oh, store. If it was L-O-W-E-S, you'd have a first-hand relationship. Robert Wood Johnson the Fourth. Robert Wood Johnson the Fourth. Yep. Uh, let me think for a he second. He bought here. them in 2000 for 635 million. They're now worth 1.8 billion. But if you ask the fan base, they would just simply tell you they're priceless. Ah. <laughs> uh, Woody Johnson is the heir to Johnson and Johnson, and he is the owner the of the New York Jets. Okay. Well, I, did right. you say Woody Johnson? Yeah. No, you said something. I said something he's a official before. name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, F, you. F you. That was a trick question. All right. Mark and Carol Davis. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So we know how they got their money, right? Yeah. From daddy. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie owns the Eagles. You're right. How did he get his money? Uh... Natural gas. Uh, bottling companies and clothing retailers. Huh. And they made a production company and made movies. Oh, well. Dan Rooney, that's an easy one. Yep. Steelers, uh, that's football money. So they're a football family. Uh, Jed York. Jed York owns the San Francisco 49ers. You're right. Uh, do you know how he made his money? Uh, He was in uh, tech stuff. Uh, yeah, he's the nephew of Edward D. Bartolo Jr., yep. uh, who was the Niners owner, and they made a lot of their money from construction and real estate, it says. Shopping malls. See, what's funny about him being the nephew is that DeBartolo got forced out of the league for that type of thing, which was like they, they tied him in with the mob. Yeah. 
right, so we got a couple more, then we, we got to wrap up on the, uh, the the fun owners game here. Uh, Paul G. Allen, uh, trust. So it's not even technically Seahawks. Yeah, so he didn't even just give it to his wife, uh, but we know how Paul Allen made his money. Uh, was it Apple or Microsoft? Microsoft. Okay. Microsoft in 1975. That's when they found it. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, but uh, his net worth was worth around $17.5 billion. Uh, Stan Kroenke. Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, he owns a bunch of other teams. Do you know who? He owns the Denver Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets. Yes. Or the Colorado Avalanche. Either way. Yeah. Both are acceptable. Uh, do you know how he got ah, – this is blew me away. Do you know how he got rich? I th- isn't he a real estate tycoon? He is, but there's another thing that helped him get super rich. What is it? Do you know who his wife is? No. Anna Walton. Oh, my God. Sam Walton. Yep. Walmart. Yeah. Oh, wow. That helps things out. Uh, Cheap uh, labor. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Glazer family. That's the Bucks. That is the yes. Bucks. Uh, so, you know, they pretty much have no money, though, because they, they were doing real estate, but it all collapsed in the, the market. But they own the Bucks, so they pretty much only have the Bucks. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So when they win the Super Bowl, that really helps you. Yes. Uh, KSA Industries. They are an owner of a team. It's actually a uh, holding company established by former owner Bud Adams. Oh, okay. That's the Titans. That's the Titans. Uh, so uh, last but not least, Dan Snyder. Do you know how Dan Snyder uh, made his money? I do not. Hiding emails. Um, well. He worked for Hillary Clinton. Marketing and advertising company with his sister, and they specialize in doctors, offices, and hospitals where they give new mothers like maternity crap and goodie oh, bags. Paper shredders. Yes. Paper shredders. It was before the day of email. Like, you can just click delete. Things were better then. It was a more simple time for the Snodders. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's uh, uh, all the owners. The one thing I learned from reading that earlier today was that a lot of them just have football money, and the rest of them, real estate seems to be a good thing. And if you can't get into real estate, be a Texas oil guy, and you'll be just fine. Yep. So is there any one of those owners' lives you would like to have more than anyone else? Well, I'd love to have for you. I'll take him out because that's my team. If there was one other guy's life I could have there, it would be Jerry Jones because <laughs> you're the, the the owner, general manager. You do your own interview after every game. Put Correct. my face out there. You know what, Mike? He sucks. He's fat. He ate too much. I'm going to coach next team next year. He's next running game. his routes wrong. Uh, I think Jerry Jones should be the unanimous answer for everybody. Yeah. Because you're still making money hand over fist in spite of yourself. Yes. And they haven't won a Super Bowl since V. Doesn't years. matter. I'm just saying. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You know, it's it's that much right. difference. Right. And yeah. imagine if he'd sneak in and win one. Uh, oh my God. The world would <laughs> It would implode upon <laughs> itself. Uh, Alright, let's get ready to do some picks here in a minute. Time for a break. All right, before we get into our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, we would be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about history and just at least highlight that history was made this week, Mr. Brown. For any of those that watches NBA still, yes, it did happen. It did. And let's let's go ahead and just talk about Mr. Stephen Curry, who is now the all-time leader in three-point field goals. Is this a record that will ever be broken? Uh, it's... <sighs> It's hard to say. I mean, for me, because the game is played that way now. Every kid that walks into a gym, thanks to Steph Curry, now says, I'm going to shoot a three on a fast break on a two-on-one instead of taking my layup because it's the cool thing to do. But 
not everyone's Steph Curry. So we've had Reggie or Ray Allen broke Reggie Miller. Right. Reggie Miller or Ray Allen is now broke by Steph Curry, and they were all there at the ceremony. So I think it's going to be a while because guess what? It's age 33 season for Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, he's got at least – like three seasons where he's probably and that, still, and that's on the under. Like he three where he's still going to be highly productive. With the game he plays though, because it don't it don't take a toll on his body like a LeBron type yeah. player, Kobe, Mike, those types of players. It takes a toll because they're going in the post, they're making those moves. All defensive team, which we know Steph Curry is not. Right, he's a liability on defense because he's going to sit back and bomb threes, but he's really good at it. So he's to me, he at least plays the age thirty eight season. So five more years at least. Right. Well, I and mean, he broke the record right now. He's a guy that can be a role player, you know, if his skills diminish. Because the one thing he still will be able to do is shoot, shoot the ball. Right. You know. So if he what what if what if he plays three years where he's still an all star level, and then he turns into like a Cal Corver or even a Vince Carter type. Well, if Vince Carter, we want to make it completely untouchable. <laughs> yeah, play till you're fifty-one, dude, dude. I mean, like he could legit be that player. He he could play for the next ten years. Yeah, could he make it to twenty thirty? I think he could. I think he could. He could. I don't think he will, but he could. You know, and I, like to say it's untouchable, probably. But then again, that's what people do now. I yeah. But so let me let me say this. Skip Bayless tried to say. That him breaking Ray Allen's record was comparable to uh, Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's record. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I don't know. It's not as um, iconic. It's just it's only iconic because of Steph. Because let's be honest, like Ray Allen. All right, Ray Allen had the record. Ray Allen was a complete player. Ray Allen averaged 27 points a game during his peak. You know what I mean? He and was people forgot during his heydays, he was in the slam dunk competition. Uh, Milwaukee, with Seattle, Milwaukee. you know, and then he went to Boston right. where he's a little older and, right, he, and right, then right. Miami, right? But at that point, he was a sharpshooter. So people remember the Boston and Miami years more than anything. But the thing about Ray Allen was, you know, he, he could shoot the ball, but he could do a lot of other things too. And, yeah, he passed Reggie. And Reggie Miller was, again, another good player that could shoot the three. But, like, you go back in history, these guys only shot, you know, three – Chris Mullen shot, what, three threes a game maybe oh at, at his highest season? It's the it's the game, though. It wasn't cool to sh- – like, since Curry's been in the game – Curry got drafted in 08. Yeah, I mean – but How like, different it, is the NBA now versus then? It's so much different. Like, now the thing is shoot the three. Because analytics now say shoot to three if you're open, right? Right. Trade, and even trade, if you're not open, if you're trade three for two. So I feel like if – and I'm not saying he, – he would still have the record, but let's say that uh, Bird or, or uh, Mullen or Ray Allen or Reggie Miller had that mindset going in from the beginning. We might be talking – I mean, it, let's say Curry might have to take like three more years to break the records, all I'm saying. Does that make sense? Uh, all right. So, do you know who number two is actively right now? Yep. I'm gonna say Lou Williams. <laughs> Lou is just because he's played a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the beard. Is it? Yeah. He's already that far. He, he's uh, he's 400 behind Curry. 400. 400 threes. Wow. Okay. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, he, James Harden's got 2,500 threes. I believe that. So we talk about a high volume shooter. Yeah. And even he. So, like, 
you're you're banking on not you, but you would be banking on someone shooting a three at a higher clip than Harden or Curry, and that just seems unfathomable to me. No, I don't think it is. Um, Harden's sloppy, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like the guys that are going to get those what shots. What year did Harden come into the league? Uh, he, he, was he, was, he was before, uh, wasn't he? He you came. Sure. He was 09. So right there together. Yeah. But or no, they came, they came in the same year. They were both 09. My bad. They got drafted in 08, so, played in 09. Or, I all guess. right. So they're right there together, and he's 400 behind him. So that shows you at the rate Curry's making threes more than James Harden. And Curry even missed the whole season. Curry makes 3.8 three-pointers a game, and Harden makes 2.8. So he makes there you go. Three a, a, game. a solid three more a game. That's 80 a game. O- 80 a year. Over nine years he's done that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I just – I. I I'm not trying to overhype Curry and and back to your question about the baseball reference. It's not as big. It's not. If it was for it to rival something like that, it would have to be the scoring title. You know, it'd have to be something similar. My point would be that because Reggie or Ray Allen beat Reggie, now Steph beat Ray, it's happening because the, the last game's changed. 10, 15 years. Right. One, two, three. Correct. You went from Babe Ruth in the 1920s and 30s to Hank Aaron in the 70s. So it was a huge gap. So, But the point is, is that my thing that would compare to uh, Babe and Hank would be if someone would take over Ray Allen – or, I'm sorry, Curry. Uh, that would have the same comparison. Unless it happened five to ten years from now. Then it wouldn't. You would be just like, eh. I don't see it happening that quick. But, but what what happened you – know, you know what it's comparable to if you want to compare Aaron passing Babe would be if an NFL team went undefeated this year or next year and won the, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because the Dolphins did it in 72 – and how many times have people done it since then? Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's it's a big deal. It's, it's it's that point. It'd be if somebody broke Ricky Henderson's steals. Right, right, right. You know. And that's why, like, to me, this record, yeah, I mean, Curry's a badass, but it's not the same as the others. No. And and but I, I and with that same breath, I can't say that no one will beat it. No, because I mean, Curry Curry will be kind of partly responsible if somebody does beat it because he changed the NBA. Like we talk about him being on our Mount Rushmore of guys who have changed the game. Most not that, influential. Not that he's the best of all time. Right. I, he's arguably the best shooter of all time. So we're saying again, it's Mike, Mike Curry, Curry Magic, and who Dirk Nowitzki. Really? Yeah, because with Dirk, it was now it's cool for a 6'11 guy to play on the perimeter. The stretch four. Right. So to speak. Yeah. I mean, if without Dirk, like you don't look at Kevin Durant the same way. You don't you don't look at all these these Euro guys that have come over. Like he did it right, too. Right, right, right. The seven footer playing outside and then the Euro uh portal. He's just going crazy. So, you know, yeah, Curry's the most influential player probably since Jordan, I think. I agree with you that. You know, and it's and it's changed the game. Like you said, all the way down to the AAU level to, you know, kids not putting in the work and, and shooting half court bombs thinking that's how the game's played when Curry is shoot he he shoots the volume, but he shoots it at a percentage that's tops in the NBA as well. He's a precision shooter, right? And I hate it. I hate it because kids want to think that like that's how the game's played, and like we're Curry. He's not never going to be an all defensive team type nope. guy. But Curry, not everyone's Steph Curry. So my point is, it's like. How about you work on your defense along the way, and then if you develop into a Steph Curry-esque type player, which you're not, 
then it's even better. But like, why do you got to be like I'm the guy like he is? You're not. No, you can don't do, don't just shoot from the volleyball. They're line. not shooting a thousand threes in practice. Don't shoot from the volleyball line. You know, do a pump fake and feed your teammate or something smart. I I, I hate the new game of basketball. Uh, it's not as fun. College is still fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's. Still- and don't get me wrong. Like Steph Curry's a badass, and but not every. Curry's fun to watch. You can't compare it to that. Right. And look at look I mean, like everyone wants to talk about James Harden and the way this rule change has affected him. Steph Curry's still just chugging along. Right. He doesn't have to rely on gimmicks and tricks, man, because Curry is the one guy that will put off the dumbest shot you've ever seen. But when he shoots it, you feel it yet somewhat at ease because it's coming out of his hands. And then when he makes it, even if it's ridiculous, you're like, Yeah, that probably should have went in. Uh it's 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 so, so stupid. This rule change to me shows you how much better Curry is than anybody else in the game today. As far as shooting goes, absolutely, absolutely. because uh, Harden, it's severely affected. Curry, the same guy. It don't phase the guy. Pure scorer, man. He's just like you know. Here, give me the rules. I'll shoot the. I'll shoot the rock. Like he's a scoring champ on a on being a gimmick three point shooter. Yeah, like that's how good he. Nobody else comes close to that. And then on top of that, this year he's doing it without Clay, who's getting ready to come back. Right. If he's so, even eighty yeah. percent, oh, that are the Warriors. Can we say in December the Warriors might be the team to beat? I think the wild, wild west is wild, very open. But when you get Clay back and Wiseman, dude. Mm. Just punch the ticket. They're gonna be scary, man. Punch that ticket. I ain't worried about the Lakers. No, nah, I'm not either. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to hold the 500. Uh, hey, you know what? We talked positive NBA again. Yeah, that's that's good for us. We're we're on a we're on a good streak this year. I'm a, I'm appreciating the NBA because I'm gonna tell you why. Not just because of Curry, but this year for whatever reason, was, there's a little edge back. We got the Jokic and the uh, Morris oh, yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah. We got them going at it. And I feel like there's a little bit of edginess to the game right now, and I appreciate that. I I like that. Uh, like I, you know, call it what it is. I'm not a big LeBron fan, and I, I like seeing the other guys emerge and trying to take market share of this league here. That, that's what I want to see. I want to see these guys step up. And you know what? We're not even talking about the Bucks. No. And they're not no. bad. No. You know, they're they're still around. We'll see what happens. I, I appreciate the fact that both both. Uh, Conferences are wide open. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a crapshoot, and I like it. I give, give me the playoff time. I'll be ready. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we hear that music once again, and we know what time it is. It's time for the week what? 14, 15, 15. I think we're in week 15. We're in the week 15 NFL so-called led by blocks. And just to remind everybody, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I am now over 500. I'm doing okay. I'm 108, 99, and 1. I'm, I'm not feeling bad as I was you know, just three or four weeks ago. And Biggie, you have had a couple decent weeks here too. You are now 114, 93 and one, and you are a top 10 performer nationwide. How does that feel? I have arrived. I'm still on Mr. Brown's coattails, but I'm in a respectable position and I'm feeling good. I mean, anytime you're in the, what are you, fifth overall, maybe seventh? I don't know. It's, it's up there, top 10 to say the least, but Mr. Brown is still the reigning 
Defending. We're not defending. Biggie did last year. But he is the number one pick guy for We Don't Know Sports and number three nationally behind whoever Gridiron Isle is and a guy from CBS Sports. Those are the two guys. Soak it in, man. And he is 116, 91, and 1. You can't make this shit up. So, uh, yeah, let's just get, kick it off and see if we can get going here. We Last week... Wait, hey, before you get started, any of you ass clowns that's on this page of experts and quotations, yeah. bring their asses on the show. I'd love to talk to you head to head because you ain't shit. Come on the show. Let's see what you got. And, and anybody can get lucky one week, you know, yeah. but but we're, we're on 15 weeks of just... Pure domination. Pure I mean, Terminal Tommy came out of the gates hot. Like right now between us three... We are the nation of domination. domination. That's it. That's what we do. So come on the show. I don't care what. Just make what? No. At what publication you're from. Anybody. I don't care. Anybody that's ahead of me, behind me, or whatever. Come on the show, you so-called experts, and let's see what you got. Because guess what? You ain't got the factor that we got. Come on the show. I'm not even a football guy, and I'll still beat your ass. Come on the show. Let's see what you got. I want the guy. I want to find out who Gridiron Al is. I don't know who. Let's he, get him on I, the show. I don't know what he. I can't find him. He scored four touchdowns in a high school game in 1966. That's what it is. <laughs> get spare tire Dixon. <laughs> we can get both of them on. We have yeah. a round rob. I'm just saying, bring him on the show. Uh, well, uh, we uh, I have a Thursday night game going on in the background, and just to get everybody on the record here, we put it out on social media already, but. Mr. Brown, you and I both are picking the Chiefs to cover that three-point road uh, favorite, and Biggie is the lone lightning bolt with the Chargers. He's he's seeing some magic in Herbert. Are they going to win, or are they just going to cover the three? I think they'll win outright. I'm rolling with some Justin Herbert. Old Chargers goal. All right, well we'll see how that shakes out. But uh, last week, guys, uh, we went. I went ten and four. Biggie went ten and four. Mr. Brown only went seven and seven, so he saw the lead. No, I was over five hundred. Just, uh, just, uh, I got you at seven and seven. It's bad when you have a regular week and you lose games because that's not a bad week. No, no, it, no, no. It, I felt like I was over five hundred though. You, I, I think you were until the Monday night game. Oh, but okay. what, what happened right, was, oh yeah, we all lost the Monday I, night when game. When I looked at the top ten pickers out there, they all had like just shit weeks. Everybody right, sucked. It was a enough. tough week. So Biggie and I just had very good fortune. So let's see whose fortune picks up as we go to the first game Sunday. Or do they start Saturday this week? Saturday this Saturday week. Saturday game. Two games on Saturday. As one of them, Mr. Brown's Raiders. Yes. At Cleveland, where the Browns. Is that right? I got the Raiders as a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, because, because Baker you know, half Mayfield's the Browns teams playing. on COVID. That's right. So. Can I go first? Sure. Your team, you go fast. So. They're doing online polls in Cleveland. Any group I've seen, they're they're in, they're they're, they're going crazy because they they know the playoffs are on the line. They're voting. Should the game be postponed? And if they're already voting, they're in this panic mode. <laughs> as bad as the Raiders are, the shit show that's going on, Raiders are going to win the game outright. I don't care what the spread is. Raiders all day long because the Cleveland Browns and their faithful are in pure panic mode right now. Well, the Raiders have players, so that's a respectable pick. 
Yeah. Um, for once, I'm going to look at your last. I also have the Raiders uh, covering the spread, even though they're a, they're a road favorite. And road favorites have done really well. And I imagine this one's going to go really well since, you know, Cleveland's, you know, they don't have anybody. Here's the thing. If it were not for Mayfield being out, even with Mayfield out, if half their team wasn't on the COVID list, if it was just Mayfield, I would be taking the Browns to cover I, I would with too. Keenum. If it was just Case Keenum, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, they're short so many players, I have to pick the Raiders by default. All right, so we're, we're across the board. We're, we're basically – Damn, I was going to feel good about that one. We're, we're well, not, I hate my Raiders right now. We're taking the when Raiders Case to beat Keenum came out and said a full chub in the backfield was good enough, I was riding that full until their where? entire offensive line went out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go back-to-back favorites here. We'll go to uh, Biggie's team, the New England Patriots, who – and they, they are not a favorite this week. They're a road dog, baby. They're a road dog to the Indianapolis Colts, who have been one of the hottest teams in the NFL. The Colts are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Patriots all day, baby. That's it? You don't want to expand on that? I mean, that's usually you have a lot. So the last two teams that have ran the ball down the Bills' throat to the point that the Bills don't even want to be in the playoffs anymore – Colts and Patriots. Don't expect this game to be a shootout between Mac Jones and Carson Wentz. Not that anybody would, because that's not going to happen. Mac 10, MJ 10, Bobby Kraft, Mac and Cheese, Patriots by 10. Got you. All right. I'm sorry I didn't hear the spread of where it's at. It is uh, two and a half in Indy. Uh, Patriots. That's that's pretty easy. All right. Yeah, I I think uh, the Patriots, you know, what they do is they make your weakness a bigger weakness. They attack whatever that is. And, uh, they don't care if Taylor runs the ball. He'll get a little bit, but they're not going to let Carson Wentz be. They're, they'll make his life a living hell. So The Patriots have not given up a single point in the second half of the last six games. That's pretty damn impressive. That's halftime adjustments right there. All right. Coming off a of bye week. Come on. Can't believe it, but we're doing three of our favorite teams in a row. We got my Bengals on the road to Mile High. And the Bengals are fighting for a playoff spot here. The Broncos are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. And I just am going to ride the consistency of not ever picking my Bengals to cover because that's just the way life goes for me. So I'm letting you know the Broncos are going to cover at home. And Cincinnati's playoff hopes are not for this year. We'll have to wait till next year. But it's it's still a good season they've had. It's nice of you to be so optimistic about your team future NFL MVP Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, stud of the year, maybe rookie of the year if it weren't for Mac Jones, Jamar Chase. Here's the thing. You're going to roll into Denver. What's Denver do? They do the thing the Chargers do. They play good one week, not so good the next week. They played solid two weeks in a row. You know why they played so well last week? Unfortunately, Demarius Thomas played, and they played like hell in his honor. They were also playing a Lions team coming off a win who set up for a letdown. Playoffs are on the line. Golden Joe Burrow is going to lead you in there. You're going to win by 10. I hope you're right. I like the Broncos, man. I feel like no one gives them any credit, and they just come in and they do their thing. Remember when we said they were the worst 3-0 team in all of football? Yeah, I mean, they hang in there. They hang around. I feel like the Broncos will win this game. In, in our defense, at that point, they were 3-0. The three teams they had beaten were a combined 0-9. I know, but the, but the thing is, they still are in the playoff hunt. Like, they haven't died off. Uh, so, they're they're right there. So, you're the lone wolf. You get to be the Bengal. 
That's the confidence level right there. There you go. I right. feel better about my record every day. Here's a uh, here's a real big spread. The Panthers on the road to Buffalo, and the Bills are a ten and a half point home favorite. I don't know who's quarterbacking for the Panthers. I heard they activated Darnold. They have. I I think Cam Newton will start again for them. They're in a little bit of disarray. Offense sucks. They've blamed it on Joe Brady. Fired him. I'm going to go out on a limb here. The Bills, who were an easy pick to cover the big spreads earlier in the year, aren't so much right now. I think this is the one game the rest of the year where they come out and set the world on fire. I'm going to take the Bills to cover. What the hell is going on in Buffalo? <laughs> well, I, what I do know is they were down 27-3 to to defending Super Bowl champs and took them to overtime last week. Yeah. This is tough for me. It's a big spread. Yeah, uh... It was a feel-good story early on when Cam came back, and he, he kind of held his own, and then it's gotten progressively worse each game with Cam. It's like a week-and-a-half good story. So, yeah, I got to take the Bills. I feel like the Bills rebound, and they cover the spread. So, I feel like the Bills figured out what the hell they've been doing wrong in the second half last week, and I think you're going to see that team show up. They're at home. They're playing a vulnerable Panthers team. They have the playoffs on the line, too. This is where they write the ship. They win by 20. They cover the spread. So we're across the board with the Bills. All right, now our darling uh, pick has let us down last week, but it was like four weeks in a row this team covered for us. They're at home hosting the Arizona Cardinals. The Lions, though, are a 12-and-a-half-point home underdog. Okay. I like the Lions to cover this week. Uh I see Arizona bouncing back off what they did last week, but I don't know if you guys saw this. DeAndre Hopkins is having MCL surgery. He's out for the year. They think he could play in the playoffs, maybe. maybe but playoffs? Uh, I think this is a nice bounce back for the Lions at home. When I say bounce back, they lose like 28-17 to 17 instead of 28-7. to 7. Now, I like Arizona to roll in this one. I just feel like they let us down last week. So I like Arizona to roll regardless of – Hopkins or not. I I think uh, I think Arizona's going through a little bit of a, a lull right here. Uh, I think they got beat up physically and emotionally last week. Losing Hopkins doesn't help. But the Lions, they I thought they could cover against the Broncos, but they had an angel on their side with Demarius Thomas, as Biggie mentioned. The Lions get back on track, and by back on track, it means they cover, but they definitely lose this game. So you're the lone card. What's the card one, dude? Soars. <laughs> Soars through the air tweet tweet if I hear that shit in the woods I'm running I don't know what that is <laughs> I don't know what that was oh shit some weird sound alright we're gonna act like that didn't happen and go to the next game with the- stop it Mr. Brown it's not <laughs> it's getting weird uh, move your chair over a little bit, uh, please. Uh, all right, how about the uh, Jets on the road to Miami? Miami had a bye week last week, didn't they? They did. All right, so they're coming off the bye, and they're getting nine and a half at home against the Jets. This is a really tough one in that it's a big spread for a Dolphins team that doesn't score a whole lot. Coming off a bye, they won five straight. Their defense is playing lights out. Uh I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover, although they are starting to have some COVID issues. Between now and the time they play, they may not have the same team. 
Remind me again to never take the Cardinals again for a lone wolf. <laughs> we, we will. No matter what the matchup. I can only take them as a we, lone wolf if you know what's on I think for now on, I will try to make you only do a lone wolf for the Cardinals. All right, yeah. so <laughs> just real quick, guys. So if you had to pick a Cardinals, a lone wolf, what would your lone wolf oh, be? Oh, you got to save that for when I actually have one. I can't, right, I can't give that away. All right, I'm also going to pick the Dolphins. I'm going to ride on Biggie's coattails here. Uh, I, I guess I'm just going to say I'm riding on your all's coattails, uh, too, because I just have no confidence in the Jets whatsoever. And it's in Miami, and they're coming off a bye with COVID or whatever. Like, I, It's not as bad as the Browns. But it could, like you said, it could end up screwing yeah. us. But we'll, we're, we're picking on Thursday. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah you got to go with your gut. All right, here's another monster spread. This is uh, the fourth one that's right around double digits, and we got another one right after this. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys on the road to the Meadowlands playing on top of Jimmy Hoffa. And uh, the Giants at home are a 10.5-point underdog to the Cowboys. I'm going to ride the Cowboys on this one. I think that the Cowboys are kind of hitting a little stride here to getting back healthy. When they were struggling, they didn't have C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper was out. Uh, they're back healthy. And this Giants team, I think Miss Brown said it well last week, they're ready to bury the entire team down with Jimmy Hoffa. Did I say that? No, you said something to that effect. Oh, well, <laughs> if I said it, i got to go Cowboys. <laughs> Because I was going to go Giants, but... You can go Giants. Uh, I'm going yeah. Cowboys. Uh, I, I'm also taking the Cowboys. I think this is like a 38-10. to 10. Like, it, it's a massacre. Like I, the Cowboys, I, was, I was legit thinking about the Giants here. Really? Yeah. Now you have the option to change your mind. Uh, I'll go Cowboys. The game that's on the television right now, the Chargers and Chiefs, they were down 37-7 to 7 to the Chiefs or to the Chargers last week. Okay. Yes. So... Not, They're not, not good, but if you want to take them, go right think. ahead. I mean, all they got to do is just not get beat by 10. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got to do. We damn boys. All right. We're across the board. All right. The Washington emails on the road in the division to the Eagles, and yet here's another nine-and-a-half-point spread. Big one for the Eagles. To me, this is just way too big of a spread, even though I don't know who's playing quarterback for the emails. It looks like it might be Heineke, who's who's not played well the last two weeks. I just, what are the Eagles doing that makes them a 10-point favorite? Is Minshew Mania? Is it Jalen Hurts? It's a stash. It's Uncle Rico, baby. I mean, and they play better. I just, it's a, it's a emails team that had won four straight, played pretty good, lost a tight one last week by seven. With a backup quarterback, I think that Philly wins, but I think it's a lot closer. All they got to do is not lose by 10, right? Yes. All right, give me the fighting Dan Snyders. All right. Dude, there's rumors that Gardner Minshew strangled some guy with a wireless phone. Ooh, move over Chuck Norris. Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Like, move over Chuck Norris. It's Minshew Mania. I mean, Minshew is what Baker Mayfield wishes he was, right? Absolutely. He is the he's the new Fitz. He's the he's like Fitz 2.0. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot. It's just such a big spread. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy who strangled some guy with a wireless phone. You're taking the Eagles. I am. Ah, that's interesting. So, uh, I I mean I think they're going to be a better team with him at quarterback, but. Man, I, I don't see the Eagles beating many people by ten points. I got the emails. The, I got the emails. Really? Yeah, I got the emails. So you're you're the lone eagle. I can do this better than the Cardinal. I hope so. <laughs> it's gonna eat the Cardinal. <laughs> that was great. That was much better. All right, we've restored some order here. All right, for the first time ever, 
since we started doing these picks three years ago, I think when we looked at the lines on a Thursday, we have a straight up. What? There's a there's a no spread on this game. It's a pick 'em. It's an even spread. This is madness. Do you see that? I see a negative one. Ah, when I looked, it was a, it was a goose. Let me double check. Let me go check where I. Although a negative one plus one is almost a pick'em. Well, it is. So I mean, we're close. I, if it changed, because I don't like having a pick'em. I don't like that at all. No, that's great. Because I don't want to put that on the board. Uh let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Yeah, it doesn't fit I, inside the box. It is right. still an even on ESPN. Oh, FanDuel has it at uh, plus one. DraftKings also has it at even. Really? Yes. Yeah. God, I love FanDuel. We'll go with even. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're riding an even spread between the Titans and the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Give me the fighting Mike Vrabels, baby. Yeah, I'm going Titans all day. Really? Yeah. So uh, I uh, have just kind of shit on the Titans ever since they lost Henry. I think they have no direction now. I think they're a downward spiral. They're going to continue to get worse. I think the Steelers, I know they've won some games without him, but they've slowly lost their identity on who they are. They are not nearly as good as what they used to be. They're losing this game with a a team that is fighting for a playoff spot just as much as they are because the AFC North is a dumpster fire as far as dominance. Everybody's clustered together. I'm taking the Steelers to cover or to win. And this has nothing to do with the fact that you're dipping down to Ben Roethlisberger as your starting quarterback in the I haven't made playoffs. that decision yet. I haven't made that decision yet. But but that shows you where my mind's at. I am thinking that they could have a good game, and it's at home. Terrible towels will be out. And So uh, give it to us. What's a lone stealer do? I, I mean, what do they do? Oh, I know. Here's a lone stealer. Right, let me tell you about the 1970s. You guys, listens up. We got five titles. You know that's uh, we can't talk about anything now. But it's Ewins, 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 guys, Ewins, Yinzers. I don't know. I'm not a Yinzer, so I can't talk like them because I hate every eat shit fit is what I usually say. So mm. yeah, that, that's my lone wolf. But yeah, I can't believe I'm taking the Steelers, man. They've been so bad. But sacrilegious. I, I, the Titans. Mm. Ah. All right, how about uh, the Texans and the Jags, baby? Must see TV. Wow. The Jaguars are a home favorite. Four and a half points. That's the Urban Meyer effect. It was a ten point spread in favor of the Texans. They fired. I don't. I don't. It's not really. But wouldn't that be funny if yes. Urban Meyer gets fired and it swings it that much? But uh, Jags are a four and a half point home favorite. Four and a half point home favorite. Here's the thing. The two worst teams in football. Yes. Although the Jets are. They're, in there. they're worse than the Lions. I might regret this pick. I'm going to take the Jags to cover for one reason. I think the guys in that locker room were done playing for Urban Meyer. They're going to come out on Sunday, play some good, hard football, and win. I thought he was going to go with the Texans the way you're talking. I think it's clear it's the Jags. <laughs> it's definitely clear. Because there's no Urban. They're going to be like, this is how we wanted to play. This jackass wouldn't let us. He's out here kicking our kickers. It's going to be the Jags all day long, and they're going to win by 10. Ooh. 10. I like it. 10. That's what's going to happen, man. We're we're across the board on the Jags. Biggie, you were, you were uncertain, but we are going to reaffirm your certainty to let you know that the Urban Meyerless Jags are going to be a real football team, and they're going to have something to show. And I said earlier, if you got James Robinson on your fantasy team, you ride that guy all day long, baby, because he's got something to prove. Trevor Lawrence is going to look like a new quarterback. And they might even make a field goal and not have dipshit kickers. Who knows? 
Jags across the board. That's nuts. That's the last time that'll happen this year. Uh, all right, ever. Uh, here's another monster spread. Falcons going out to San Fran. The Niners nine and a half at home. Uh, here's the thing: if it were anybody other than Niners, a ten point spread like against the Bucks or another team with a high octane offense, I might have a hard time taking the Falcons to cover. I do like them as a cover as a dog. They tend to play better against uh, worse competition. You know, when they play the teams that aren't like Panthers, they went by 10, 12, 13 points. This Niners team is not built to blow you out unless you turn the ball over a ton, which the Falcons and Matt Ryan will not do for the first time ever on Sunday. <laughs> uh, I'll take the Falcons to cover just because I don't see them losing by 10. I have zero faith in the Falcons at all. All right. So I'm going Niners. Taking the Niners. Yeah. So they're going to they're going to win by ten. Absolutely. All right. I'm taking the Falcons because the Falcons are actually in the wild card hunt. Yeah. If you haven't been paying attention, they're they're almost, battling uh, for they, the seven. They're one game under five hundred. Yeah. They are tied with like three other teams for the eighth spot right now. And, and these this is they're not going to beat a good team, but. Is San Francisco a good team? They are. Sometimes they are, sometimes they are. This is like an elimination game for the wild card. The team that loses this one is out of the race. They're probably done. So, uh, yeah, you're the lone wolf, buddy. You're riding the uh, Niners, man. It's made of gold. San Fran. All right, the Seahawks on the Seahawks who beat the Niners not too long ago. On the road to L.A. playing the Rams. The Rams are five and a half at home. Rams. Oh, wow. That was quick. Uh, sadly, I agree. It was your aggression kind of scared me. Uh, Rams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think the Rams win this one by by five and a half. I, the Seahawks, man, with Russ back, they're still not good. No, they're not. And Rams are coming high off that Monday night game. I know they got a few guys in COVID protocol. Well, Rashad Penny, man. I still think Ooh, they're a touchdown better than the Seahawks. All right, so we're Rams across the board. Here's an interesting one. We're going to Baltimore. Packers visiting the Ravens. The Packers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Lamar Jackson's status is still up in the air. I'm going to say Packers before Biggie Talk. <laughs> Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Packers. I just bought a share of the team, baby. I'm an owner. Yeah, it's Packers. You, you bought a $350 certificate that actually gives you no dividends because it's a nonprofit. Whether Lamar plays or not, I think the Packers are the clear pick. Yeah, I think this spread could change quite a bit between it, now when it and becomes then. official. He's not right, playing, right, right, right. so you're only giving me five and a half. Yeah, the Packers. We talked about this half. today in the, in the office, actually. Yeah. Well, what, what was that conversation like? Packers. Just all that. that was it. We just walked around and Packers. I actually had a Packers fan in the office. She was like, "What's the deal with uh, the Ravens? Do you know much about them?" I'm like, "I know Lamar's questionable. Does it matter? Hell no, it doesn't." <laughs> I'm taking that hippie from, you know, wherever he's from, Saskatchewan. No, no cow. No cow. No cow. But uh, look at him. So I've got some tune. It's Packers all day. I don't care if it's is 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 uh, AJ. What's his name? Dylan's playing. You're starting crazy. What about uh, he's Jones? Out, Aaron Jones. Jones is Dylan's out there. Out, doubt touching Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones got the end zone twice last week, so. All right. Just depends. The Packers all day. Yeah, Packers all day. All right. Saints, Bucks in Tampa. 11 points for Tampa Bay. Gosh, that's a really big spread. Um, I really want to pick the Bucks to hammer this one. I just can't quite do it because the last time they played, the Saints won in New Orleans. 
Where? Where? Nolens. And one of the things we talked about, Taysom Hill not looking as good. Their offensive line's back healthy. Last week he had Kamara back for the first time. The Bucks win this game, but it's closer. The Saints, for the last two years with Brady there, have played them really well or beat them. I like them to cover. Biggie sounded like Kevin from the office at the very beginning. He was like, wow, that's a really big he spread. Did. Absolutely. Did. And, and Kevin's good at gambling. Yeah. We, we know. Yeah. So anyway, what's your pick, Mr. Brown? So we keep talking about the places we want to go as the show. We've all got to go to Nolan's. But this game's in Tampa. I'm just saying in general. You're right. We need to go to He's tired. wearing the pearls. I'm beads. tired of hearing Biggie say it every week. New Orleans. We, all three of us have to go to Nolan's. And, and witness all of that, and, and Chad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna funnel, I'm gonna hold him down and funnel an IPA down his throat. Nah, uh, we got you. Got to do the hand grenades if you go down there. I don't care what we do, but you're gonna drink something, and, and it's gonna be fun for everybody involved. You know, an interesting fact about New Orleans and how seriously they take Mardi Gras, which is the week we'll go uh, the Super Bowl. So since they added an extra week to the season. That means the Super Bowl is now the week of Mardi Gras. Yep. It was supposed to be in New Orleans in like 2024 or 2025. Again. Come on, man. Where? Sorry, New Orleans. It was New supposed Orleans. to be down there in either 2024 or 2025. They had to move it. New Orleans is not changing Mardi Gras. So they had to change the Super Bowl. Well, let's you know be honest. Like, you really want to have the Super Las Bowl Vegas. at the same time as Mardi Gras? That would be a Oh, my God. Nightmare. That would be a party. Amazing. It, it, too All much. Right, so New Orleans. It's going to be close. You taking the Saints? I am, to cover. All right, man. Uh, I think this is where Tampa begins that postseason push of dominance. They're they're going to try to get an, an earshot of this first round bye. We'll see if it happens. They're, uh, they're covering. They're going to win this game emphatically, and it's going to make the wheels fall off the Sean Payton train down here in New Orleans, and they're going to have to go out and find them a quarterback. They should have signed Phillip Rivers when they had the chance, and they didn't. So I'm taking the uh, Buccaneers so I can just go, yarg, or shiver me timbers, or whatever it is. Hey, you guys. Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) Last game on the schedule, the Vikings on the road to Chicago on Monday night. That's terrible. The Vikings are a a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. What do we do to deserve this game on Monday night? You suffered my son and Ryan Bonham or Breckle, the same thing. Neither one of them really had an answer. They just said, uh, well, it's my thing. They should get the play on prime time. Oh, uh, the Vikings have had two straight primetime games because they, they had the Thursday nighter and they come back for a Monday nighter. If they were playing someone other than the Bears, I don't think I'd cover them at five and a half because they like to play too close. The Bears are just that bad. Give me the Vikings. I mean, I don't have nothing to add other than what you just said. I mean, like Fields... He has some nice runs when he scrambles when the play breaks down. But, my God, he can't put nothing on the board. Mm-mm. It's just, it's Vikings all day. Yeah, I'm not adding anything other than I'm not taking the Vikings to cover. I'm taking the Bears to not cover because that's, that's <laughs> how I feel about this game. So, we're, we're, we're Vikings across the board. And can you believe that it's already week 15, fellas? We're, we're getting to the nitty-gritty, getting down to the end. But that has been our NFL Stone Cold Lead by Blocks of the Week. Make sure you check out the grid on our Facebook page so you can see how everybody pick. And if you want to make some money, you can really just pick a few games from any of us, and you're probably going to make some cheddar. 
$5.16 leg parlays paying out $158,000. Remember, if you're not as good as the people here at We Don't Know Sports, we encourage you to call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> All right, so you know we're we're, we're done with the show, the long show. We're right over an hour already, but we had a lot to go over, and you know we're getting close to the holidays. I think we'll probably end up taking you know Christmas. We're not going to do a show the day before Christmas Eve, probably. Yeah, I think we'll take next week off. Yeah, and then uh, WDKS Christmas, and then we go right into New Year's, which you know that's I think that also falls on a uh, Thursday. Doesn't we'll see what happens. I mean, let's see what we can do maybe for New Year's. So we may not talk to you guys be a podcast until 2022 yeah. and uh, i feel like we've said this for the past couple of years it's got to be better than this year right it's got to yeah. turn a corner but that being said to fill everybody in on our legacy fantasy football draft hardcore football uh biggie you and i are in the playoffs yeah baby mr brown is not in the playoffs what happened wow, man wow, wow, wow. i rode ryan Tannehill. that was good for a minute no it was never good. <laughs> it was right, never good. it probably wasn't I always make the playoffs, and I'm mad because my quarterback. I, I put too many eggs in a basket. Yeah, and it didn't like work with, out. Like with Mahomes, yeah, you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. So, so you're not in. Uh, are you okay? Are you feeling feeling okay? Listen, I am more than okay. I won the fantasy baseball league. The Braves are world champs. I'm currently second place in our basketball league. You know, and you know what? I can't win every year. And if it means that someone else takes my place this year that's not normally a playoff person and it gauges their interest to stay in a league a year longer, I'm a team player, baby. <laughs> uh, that was a little passive aggressive, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. What? Uh, what? You know what you said. So I'm just Big, helping others. Biggie, uh, do you feel confident that you will advance in the – are you, you're in a bye week, aren't you? No, he's, he's yeah. watching it transpire gotcha so who who I, I finished second overall i feel good about my team i led our league in scoring having said that i'm pretty sure that my first round matchup is going to be against drew's team who was third in scoring so i do feel pretty good about my team i'm not playing this week i'm hoping everybody playing this week gets injured that doesn't play for my team because i want some damn money in my pocket at the end of the year I, and this week's a weird week with covid man so i'm yeah. like i'm sitting there thinking man if i was in the playoffs this week, everyone's dropping with COVID. Yeah, well, it's don't bad. you have? I have no doubt. My yeah. whole bench is like COVID. Yep. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm gonna hang on to them. How are you feeling going into your matchup? You guys rejected like a half point apart. Well, right now because I got Butker, you know, kicking for the chefs on TV. I'm actually projected to win by two points right now. You just so. got Phil go. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm playing the defending champ, the heart of a champ. I, 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 that's all I want to do is take down the champ, and I feel good. Uh, so, Please take down the chance. So, Astley, I'm coming for you, buddy. You're you're going down. Is it a man or woman? I don't know. You don't know. You don't need to know. Uh, but uh, his team name is Carol Baskins Murder Cover Up. So, uh, yep. he did dress up like Carol Baskins at our uh, our fantasy draft. So, no. But for for those of you who haven't seen the new episode on Netflix, uh, have you watched it? I have. I have too. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of gets you up to speed. All right. All right, you know, right, right. If, you, if I get one of those every couple of years, I'd be all right. No, that's fine. But, Biggie, you still have not watched the original Tiger I've game. not dipped my toe into that pond yet. Uh, I, 
I'm just I'm I'm just done at that point. How does someone not watch that in in the in the uh, pinnacle of COVID? Not, he's too busy watching NCIS marathons. He is actually. Like, I was watching Criminal Minds reruns. Oh, even let's better. get it straight here. Is that with Joe Montana? Yeah, <sighs> Joe Montana was a quarterback. Or listening to Elvis on the uh, Alexa That's on repeat. Suspicious minds. Exactly. Why can't you see in the yeah. ghetto? Yeah, in bad. the ghetto. Yeah. All right. With that, we're singing Elvis, so it's time to sign <laughs> off. If we don't see you, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And uh, y'all enjoy yourselves. It's been a hell of a year. We made it through, and hopefully you made it through together with us. But uh, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, signing off possibly for the final time in 2021. If not, we'll see you later this year, but probably. We'll see you in 2022. Bye-bye.